fuck is up gamers you're listening to henry kissinger's pokemon going to die not a threat just a fact just a fact um it's gonna be a kind of subdued one this week because anyone else just like supremely exhausted by the world this week no (laughs) Uh, i personally am feeling invigorated by the news (laughs) the news only makes you more powerful that's why you've been on like several episodes in a row (laughs) exactly exactly. you're the only one strong enough to do it at this point (laughs) Um, I was going to think of a nickname. I was trying to think of, um, just a good nickname to go with the fact that Justin Trudeau just did like, well, he didn't just do, but like, it was just revealed that he did like some pretty severe brown face. It was pretty severe. Like it is among the more severe brown face I've ever seen in my life. Um, the best I could come up with, the best I could come up with was, uh, Justin of Arabia. Um, it didn't really, that's the best I could do. How about, what about? um, Justin Just- True, don't wear brown face, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Justin True, don't wear brown face is pretty good. So yeah, no, I accept. That's that one's good. Um, Justin we- Truly wore brown face. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, yikes, man, that looks a lot like brown face. Sure does. Justin True annoyed grunt. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that one's one for too. all you Simpsons fans out there. That's for the, ah. that's just for the little Simpsons heads out there. Okay. All the Simpsons heads with huge brains. Justin mm-hmm. Trudeau, what are you doing? He's hammering. I know how to make <laughs> references. That's Colin and Hobbes. So. Wasn't it? Was that? Or wait, maybe that was It, the it did happen on the Simpsons, but it was mustard packets. I want to I want to stress that it was mustard oh, packets. I see. What was the, was, ca- also, was Calvin just like hitting a table with a hammer or something? That was, sounds like a thing. He was nailing nails into the table and the mom was oh, like, Calvin, right. what are you doing? And he's like, seems pretty self-evident. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what a good. Oh, that's scamp. Mm. Oh, did when I don't remember when this happened. Did we talk about uh, the the vibrant new uh, reboot uh, of The Far Side by new alt right uh, Gary Larson? I'm, oh. They haven't. He hasn't posted anything yet, has he? No, it hasn't. I'm just assuming that that's what's going to happen. It I just really seems hope like it probably not. would. He seems like a guy who just generally seems pretty cool. Oh, probably, but, like, but I mean, it just seems like that's what would happen in 2019. That I mean, is the, the kind of stuff that would Gilbert happen. Guy like it's 2019, huge... 30 Seconds to Mars is a cult. Like, wh- this might as well right. happen. Yeah. The Dilbert guy's a fascist. He oh, loves it. I have a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, we, did, we didn't do nicknames yet, or at all today. I did one. Um, I did three. It wasn't good. Oh, was those good. were yours. I thought you were giving Matt ideas for his. Okay. Um, I'm Corn Pop. Um, my question. Has anybody been... Bernie Sander Clegane. You know, uh, I think that was my display name in uh, Pigot Discord for a while. Okay, all right. I was listening to this the Worm of Words Lightbringer, and I was like, uh-huh. "This kind of sounds like another name." The who? The what? Where? When? Hmm? What? What? Hey, hey! Remember how at the end of the episode we always talk about our Patreon? We talk about the upcoming Storm of Swords Lightbringer that was recorded four mm. months ago. I never asked you to do that. I never would have. If I had known you were doing that, I would have told you to stop. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I I recognize myself that we should have stopped, and then other people brought it up. And then essentially, it finally reached my brain and, like, fired the synapses at a point where I was in front of my computer and had a whole bunch of time on my hands. And so I fucking did it. I put it together. When did we record that? Like It was recorded on May 16th. Oh, May. Oh, that's more recent than I thought. Look at us. May. Yeah, so just fully four months ago. It's great. It brings me back to... um, my time of listening to Pigot and having a lot of emotions about uh, media that I have never consumed in any form at all. I'm like, they really screw the pooch on this adaptation of a book that I didn't <laughs> read, this TV show I don't watch. And so you listen to the two and a half hours of audio about pos- about one third of a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good book. I haven't finished it, but I am enjoying it a lot. It's, 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 it's just, it's fun to listen to your friends. I like to hear the jokes and then hear... Um, the p- other people on the podcast la- laugh at the jokes, and then I'm Did like, "Did we make jokes? That's, That's probably weird. pretty funny 
if I knew any of the things they're talking about. That it's a pretty be- grim book. I'm surprised we were making jokes. No, yeah. It's kind of just like hanging out with your friends and not really knowing what to say, but in this case, you literally can't say anything <laughs> because it's, it occurred in the past. Are you winning, son? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It's the are you winning, son of podcasting. Yeah, there is a point. There is a point, I think, um, Sam, you say, like, Robert hears the bells and goes sicko mode. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know that one. That's a, re- that's a reference. A I don't God. even I don't even know sicko mode. I just know that Brooks and Eddie talk about it on P God. <laughs> that's all you gotta know. Is that I just wonder, I wonder by... how, many, how many layers we can know. filter through before we just become completely incomprehensible. Mm. Before well, our P-God, before our podcast is no, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. P God, it's the layer number is one. Because I was mm-hmm. listen re listening to a Brooks and Eddie something recently and I was just like this is just a string of inside jokes. There's nothing in between that makes any sense to people who don't speak this language already. That's fine. It's good. No, I like it a lot. I think yeah. the thing the thing with, with Brooks and Eddie is that they're they're very talented and entertaining. Oh. If only they listen well, to this would... podcast and they can hear me giving them a compliment. Oh god. <laughs> it's fine. They're it's not fine. Founding members or anything. It's fine. Y'all wanna, um, you want to talk a little bit of news? Wait, speaking of founding members, did you know that um, the two... So, okay, so there are four members of NSYNC, right? Yes. JC, Shazay, uh, Justin Timberlake, and two other dudes. Yes. Who do you True. think were the first two boys picked to make a boy band for NSYNC? Joey Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick. Yes. Easy. They had, it's just the other two. It's the other two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I Using context clues, I was able to figure out that it's the ones that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's still, within the context of me asking you that question, it's predictable. But isn't that wild? Like, they're Wait, like, hold on. These two boys are like, let's make a band hold on. around these boys. There's also Lance Bass. There was five of them. Yes. Well, was Lance Wait. Bass a founding member? It's just, no. it was said four, and he wasn't mentioned yet, and he almost went to space. Were there five? Man, okay. I feel I like it's important to mention. Was big, so there like, was one for each letter of the name, and they had a, a talking dog for the asterisk. Yeah, but Lance Bass did almost go to space. This is a thing that ha- this this was a whole thing. Uh huh. And I feel like it's very important to mention this. Yeah. Why did he do that? I don't know. I just wanted to go to space. Why did oh, he's me like? Too. Well, I have a bunch of money. Can I go to space? And they're like, Yeah, if you go through the training and stuff. And then he said, Oh, ugh. yeah. I don't know what happened I mean, after that. <laughs> I mean, that's me too. I, I definitely, as a kid, I was like, I'm going to be an astronaut. And then it was like, oh, you have to do things for that. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I had the exact same thing. I was like, mom, what do I have to do to be an astronaut? We have to get really good grades and work really hard. And I was like, never mind. You also have to be an you extremely have to be physically good fit. I said, oh, okay, goodbye then. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And also it's like, like part of the military. So yeah. Space Force. I'm just like, I want to, I want to instill like global leftism, but it turns out to do that, you have to like create a movement that is like outside of electoral politics in addition to incrementally working with electoral politics to make sure that the world doesn't go into the complete toilet and then mm. i'm like oh maybe this isn't for me and i'm just gonna mm. be a podcaster instead <laughs> well well <laughs> no i probably will end up doing a lot of volunteering for the ndp this election um because i happen to live in a riding that they could possibly flip there's not that many of them. Because, a writing? Yes. So. What um, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> there's going to be a whole special on the Canadian election on, on this year podcast that I'm organizing with a bunch of Canadian left podcasters. You still got to explain the word writing to me. Uh-huh. And it will explain I, can I, that in a second. I have to say something. And this is maybe problematic of me to admit. Val, I've never known if you were Canadian or not. <laughs> Well, to be fair to you... Val lives very close to Canada. I am A, going to the Pokemon Canada safari, and B, arrived to the PGOT meetup in the car with all the Canadians. I think that's probably why I assumed that you were Canadian. Yes, but I am not Canadian. I'm I'm American. And the Canadians just picked me up at the bus stop. You want to hear something wild, Val? Yes. For a while, for some reason, wires got crossed in my head and I thought you were from New Zealand. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Don't know how this happened. Wait, let me... I'm going to do I'm gonna do some of the podcast in a New Zealand accent. Go ahead. That way, you'll hear how um, disingenuous my accent is and you'll re- realize there's no way that I could be New Zealand. 
I let me tell you something, okay? I have been uh for anyone who doesn't know much about my life, just just accept this and don't question it. I've been reading A Secret Life of the American Teenager fan fiction to Lauren. Uh-huh. Uh and it's uh <laughs> new episode up today on the Jurgenet Patreon. <laughs> no, not not that fanfic. Uh, but oh, but there is there is one on the different on the fanfic Patreon. to Lauren. <laughs> Yeah. I know you said not to question it, but man, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it, okay, sure. Well, okay, so no, this fine. is a fanfic that's like uh, you're, someone you're... wrote like this is this is what I want season six to be like because they only got five seasons. Right. Sam, you don't, uh, have to and we haven't yourself. finished the show yet, so I can't read that on the podcast because it would be spoilers. Anyway, I've been you don't reading. Have to I've been yourself. reading. You're both adults. Yes. What goes on I've been in reading... your bedroom? It's none of our business. Right. We I've been cannot it to judge Lauren. you. We're I've not been reading it to Lauren. Thank you. I've been reading it to Lauren, and, uh, and uh, um, so there's there's like a cast list mm-hmm. uh, of all the all the actors that this person envisioned would play the characters, and one of the characters is Dr. Dre, played by Adrian Brody, uh, uh. and yeah, and well, it's not Dr. Dre. His name is just Dr. Dre, but he's not Dr. Dre, but his name is Dr. Dre. Okay, but there's another doctor named Dr. Worthley, and every time. <laughs> Or not every time, but twice in the story, he appears and speaks, and it mentions that he speaks in quote an outstanding Australian accent. Outstanding, outstanding, beautiful. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then I looked at the cast list. I don't remember who it was, but it said that the guy who played him is Canadian. (laughs) So just for no reason, they introduced this plot point where a Canadian actor plays an Australian man in a Los Angeles hospital, and he speaks in an Australian accent, so I've been doing the Australian accent, and it sounds really fucking terrible, but I'm not going to do it now. Thank you. Thank you for can't, not putting us through this. Can't imagine how my New Zealand accent would lead you to tell this anecdote, but... Anyways, do you guys want me to well, tell you what a writing is? Sure. Huh? So, Canada elects members of parliament, and the parties that form government are based on the number of members of parliament that they have, and those members of parliament each represent a riding, which is a geographic location, usually like a city or a part of a city. Okay. Oh, okay. So the riding that I'm in is Oshawa, and that allows that they that that is a riding in both the provincial and federal legislatures. Isn't it a um, starter as well? Uh, Oshawa. Yes, yeah. is a starter. Yeah. I still haven't fucking caught it in Pokemon Go yet because this game's <laughs> bullshit. No, Imagine sounds if like it was you're bad good. at it. No, you're bad at Pokemon Go. How dare you, Sam? How dare you? You're I'm... Pokemon going to hell. Hey, <laughs> how could you do that on this podcast? You're this Pokemon, Pokemon going to retire. Actually, this is actually a Pokemon Go podcast. Didn't you all know? It's been the it's I've been never the thing played the whole it. time. Your Pokemon going to hell is my Christian advice blog. <laughs> Get those um, teens in. But yeah, uh, there was a debate of three of the party leaders last week. Um, and it was uh, pretty much a goddamn mess. One thing that uh, I, I don't even really want to talk about it anymore because it was last week. Uh, mm. But I just wanted to t- touch on it briefly. That basically... The most interesting person there is someone whose party holds like one seat in the leg- one or two seats in the legislature. Um, the leader of the conservative party is an emotionless robot who spoke directly into the camera the whole time. Mm-hmm. Good. And Jugmeet I mean, Singh can't debate and like can't denote his policy on the fly, but his party seems to be pretty cool overall. But, like, he didn't really make a case for himself on the national stage with this. And then, of course, the rest of the debates are happening, like, within two weeks of the election, which is a terrible time to have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just way too close. Well. And I just like that the Canadian election, which happens in one month, has had fewer debates than the American election, which happens in a full year. Yeah, I mean, you should just do what we do and have your primaries over the course of three and a half years. Um, yeah, we just, we just and, don't have primaries. have a primaries. great time the whole way. We don't have primaries, which helps. Oh. Party leaders are selected by party members. Okay. Hey, I bet, I bet that um, a, lot of, a lot of Democrats would also like it if we didn't have primaries. Am I right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of my, my shout outs for later, but I, I will just say it right now. I was on CNN looking up um, articles because I like articles that are... This is all the information we know about, and CNN has like that. Um, yes, and there was a link on the uh, front page that the the 
actual headline was AOC endorses progressive primary challenger to House Democrat lawmaker, Mm -hmm. which is like, makes a lot of sense. Yes. That is what she did when she was, you know, that's how she became what she is. The link, the shortened version of the headline was Ocasio-Cortez backs the rival of a fellow House Democrat. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, what? (laughs) We got breaking news, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. Justin Trudeau says he is deeply sorry he appeared in brownface in 2001. So I, that's I, resolved. Um, he did that from his campaign jet. Thanks. That's fine. Thanks, that's, Justin. That's confusing because deeply sorry is when you swim to the bottom of the pool and then you scream out your apology. Deeply sorry is what happens when you swim to the bottom of the pool and you then you play a fun game of the board game Sorry and everyone has a great time. <laughs> yeah. The, exactly. the thing that you famously, the places where you famously have a great time at one, the bottom of a pool, and two, the middle of a game Playing of sorry. sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the two famous things that that make you have a good time. Uh-huh. You know, I haven't I haven't played sorry uh, in in a minute, but I think that well, sorry, I fe- huh? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I feel like you. I feel like you could do worse than that than that board game. Yeah, you could be playing Monopoly or one of, like, yeah. the millennial Monopolies that they keep releasing. They've put, like, oh four different ones out at this point. I hate it. It's so did fucking you... bad, dude. Monopoly did... for women. Yeah, mon- Monopoly or whatever they called it. Did <laughs> did we talk about Socialist Monopoly on this podcast? I say we. I'm I'm not really on this podcast anymore. Did you? No, but I would also like to not. That's good. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. That's fine. Oh, but we can. But in a, in a second, I wanted to say also in the CNN article thing, um, I clicked through it to read what it was about. And it says uh, that the person that she is supporting, who is the primary challenger, um, is the primary challenger of Dan Lipinski of Illinois, a lawmaker who is considered to be one of the most conservative House Democrats. Oh, so, golly. Why would you want to get rid of him? absolutely he's, bridge- he's bridging he's, the gap he's a democrat why would she do that yeah come on and he's in the house with her cnn yeah. also Sounds published creepy <laughs> cnn also <laughs> published a story about ash ketchum winning his first championship in the pokemon anime Mm-hmm. well spoilers it's the cutting edge um can we uh, i just got a call we're just kidding once all right let's let's do a let's do a two-person segment here okay, okay. i'm sorry i'm back I'm gonna what? open this. I'm gonna open this beeb. I just, I just responded to the phone call with a text, so it's fine. That's rude. Well, it's rude to call me while I'm podcasting, especially when I didn't tell you that I'm podcasting. Yeah, that's a good point. You should definitely know when someone's podcasting. You have one of those like <laughs> giant on-air signs that just mm-hmm. appears over your head like a Sims plumb bob, <laughs> and it's just like hovering there, rotating in place. <laughs> I mean, for for some people, I think that that would just always be there. Am I right? We'd be podcasting here in this in this group. But sometimes gamers be podcasting. You could also just send like a mass text out to everyone in your phone, just says I'm podcasting. Gonna, I'm gonna get a um a bat signal spotlight that says podcasting. <laughs> I need to get well, I, mean, I need to get an audio recording of now this is pod racing, and then add just the word <laughs> casting in like Microsoft Sam voice, and then attach it to my soundboard, and then start using my soundboard again. It's <laughs> a lot of things to do. It's a lot of stuff. I, I don't know how that would. Well, you you need to communicate it to everyone, so you would have to just like blast it like an air raid siren. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, no, no, you, you, Sam, you need to listen to the episode where I had the soundboard. People can very much hear it. Oh my okay. god, people can extremely hear it. <laughs> people who aren't on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. It was it was very loud. If you listen to the podcast in in your headphones on the bus, everyone on the bus and in the street can hear you the soundboard i mean whatever let's move forward with the podcast sean spicer still hasn't died so that's a fun fact um he's still on dancing with the stars so that actually became real just great that was has this been talked about because it hasn't no no no, not 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 sean spicer um uh uh that because i don't remember when i don't know when this came out i just heard about this that fucking like former department department of homeland security secretary or whatever uh kirsten nielsen is going to be like a guest speaker at the Atlantic Festival oh, or whatever. Okay, yeah, no, no one has talked about that yet, but I found it very funny because someone had posted it on Twitter with um, there was like it was like it was like a the thing where you compare two articles from the same source. 
Uh-huh. And so the thing announcing that Kristen Nielsen would be like a guest speaker at this Atlantic conference or whatever the fuck uh, uh-huh. was paired with an article that Kristen Nielsen would find it really hard to find a job after leaving the Trump administration because she's the <laughs> because she's the face of child separation. And then, of course, they are the ones who hired her. Well, well they felt bad. Yeah. yeah. Journalism is a fucking toilet, dudes. <laughs> It's pretty bad. It's so bad. Like, Canada has it really rough because all of our, every single newspaper is owned by, like, the same conservative company. Just every single one. Yeah, by the same. Basically everything except for the CBC. I mean, the good thing about that is that nobody reads newspapers now. Yeah, they control all all the local news as well. Well. Nobody listens to (laughs) sounds or reads. Oh, shit. Oh, why are we doing this? Oh shit, yeah, no one listens to sounds. Why All right, bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so bye. much. Bye. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. But yeah, <laughs> but we just an absolute like that. <laughs> can we can we have all of that be a pre-show? <laughs> Release that as the episode, but then post the rest as a bonus episode. Yeah, no, that sounds fine. I do like that we do have actual topics on here that we're just not getting to. No, we're well, not. I, I, I didn't think I was going to be on the podcast until, like, right as I was leaving work. So I I don't know anything. Hey, why, I, why Sam I do like, Doc we, four times? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's me, me, you, me, also me, and then Matt for this episode. Yeah. Uh, we, could, uh, we could talk about the GM strike because I do... I, I haven't been following that much, Uh but I do like to think about how um, one of the classic, like, centrist lib arguments against, like, Medicare for All is like, ah, people love their employee employer-provided health care. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like... And it, unions won't have anything to bargain with if they don't have that or something. Right, exactly. And, like, in the middle of all this shit, like, while this is one of the most, like, hotly debated topics in the country right now... Like, employers are just showing, like, that that's, they're, they're just, like, showing that that's a bad argument because they're like, no, you can't count on us to provide health care. But <laughs> right. also, do do believe that you can, but we are not going to let you count on us for your health care. No. Because yeah. they're just like, oh, yeah, if you go on strike, then we're just going to fucking take away your ability to go to the doctor. It's so. like, what, yep. like, 74,000 people all lost their health care all at once with, like, a single pen stroke, basically? I... I don't know. I know that there are 46,000 people who are who are striking, who are walking out um, currently. Um, and GM, yeah, just cut their uh, health benefits. So they're, they're only being covered by um, COBRA and the union has a fund for this exact situation. They're basically just trying to bankrupt the union, which is like, you know, right. what they do every time. That's right. kind of, that's the main strike breaking tactic. Yeah. Because they have the power to do that. So this, yeah, this story is just chock full of capitalism bad. Um, so first of all, like everything that Sam said about the healthcare thing. Yeah. Um, but the reason that they're on strike at all is because back in ye old recession 10 years ago, um, remember how the Great Recession was bad? And yes. um, we were like, yes. oh no, America's auto manufacturers. Shit. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, we all said that simultaneously. Um, uh-huh. So, so basically, back then, um, the uh, u- like the union—I don't know what UAW stands for. I'm assuming it's union. It's United Auto Workers. United yeah. United Auto Workers. Yes. So the union agreed to um, basically like belt tightening measures of like um, letting new hires earn less than half of the base salaries. And allowing temporary workers to be hired under with less pay and fewer benefits, yeah. like a lot of people were taking a sacrifice for the their company, like to make to keep GM afloat or something. Yeah. Meanwhile, GM got something like like forty billion dollars. I mean, like the the auto industry in general, like this is a bunch of different companies got like some huge cash infusions from the government. And then they asked the workers to bear the brunt of, of everything. And then, of course, they just, you know, pocketed mm-hmm. yeah. all their savings. So they, yeah, they, they agreed to these two um, contracts in 2007 and 2009. And then GM got a federal bailout and filed bankruptcy in, in 2000, 
in 2009. So yeah. now that the economy is back up and doing well, um, the their contract expired four days ago and they let it because basically the union is saying like, okay, now it's time to go back to not this like austerity measure. Basically, like it, it, you're making money again. Like we don't need to be sacrificing this anymore. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, and- what if, what if? Mm-hmm. The union didn't have to have the healthcare as a potential bargaining chip, and all of the workers were just covered by some kind of large scale federal health program, and they wouldn't have to worry about the company bankrupting the union. Who's gonna pay for it? Mm. That sounds impossible. You um, personally, Sam. Yeah. <gasps> it's all gonna I'd be paid to. by one person, and the person is Sam Canning. Sam. Wow. Yeah. Nobody ever asked me if I would do that. I I'm so glad I finally have this wonderful opportunity. Yeah, That's why you purpose. kept running around yelling, "Who's gonna pay for it?" Hoping that somebody would finally. Pay. <laughs> yeah. Would you yeah. like? To Anyone know? figure out who's paying for it yet? Uh, <laughs> hey. hey. Um, uh, oh, I'm still think, I'm still thinking it? about it. Huh? Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah so so the union you know rightfully are saying how about we get some of that profit back perhaps yeah Mm -hmm. just saying and um basically gm is saying well the economy might go into a recession soon it's looking like that's gonna happen so we can't really promise like that kind of uh, like prosperity kind of thinking yeah so basically like they're it's like the workers' pay reflects the economy unless the economy is good. Yeah. Right. Workers are expected to live as if everything is a disaster forever, while the people on the top are expected to live as if everything is like a golden age at all times. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a similar, almost like another situation with GM in Oshawa specifically. Uh, they announced last year that they were going to be closing their uh, their plant in Oshawa, which is like employs like a huge chunk of the city because it's like this is an auto construction city Mm -hmm. um and they had received something like two billion dollars from like the canadian federal and ontario provincial governments Uh um to keep jobs in ontario and then Mm. announced that they were closing the plant so they just like you know took the money and put it in their pockets Good. And it's funny, the, the conservative uh, who has been the member of parliament for the riding since 2004 didn't actually make a statement about it at all, made like no statements whatsoever until the member of provincial parliament had said something uh, because he's a spineless, useless man. And I've actually just been on the lookout. Um, there's signs that have been like on people's yards for like a year now that just say save Oshawa GM. Mm-hmm. usually people who worked at the company who you know want to be able to remain employed but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of signs out for the conservative party of canada um oh. and i just i want to see if i if i just get that golden goose the person who has both fucking signs i know <laughs> it ha- i know it's gonna happen it's gonna happen because people are fucking dumb and don't know how anything works and yeah. think that permanent austerity is the only way that they're going to lift themselves out of poverty. Yeah, and I mean that's that's, that's how that's how you, you you tighten your tighten your belt, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and just tighten and your you belt die. so hard that you just snap your spine in two, mm-hmm. and then and you're only half a body, and you don't have to eat as much. Um, oh my god, that's genius! Split the baby, the famous <gasps> story of oh how my god, we just have to kill effective. the baby. Makes the baby smaller. Yeah. Um, I just I want to I want to make clear. I just want to make clear. I am not like saying who people who are paraplegic are half a person. Oh my I god! Was, no. I was I was I know it just I, I had the thought that that could have come out like that. I was actually just uh, thinking of a humorous situation where you tighten your belt so hard that you literally split in half. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just I just want to make that clear. Like a p- piece of floss through a wheel of cheese. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up the Oshawa. Um, uh, GM situation because they actually uh, GM has temporarily laid off uh, like either 1200 or 12,000 um, Oshawa workers because uh, in that in that factory because um, they're not striking but the uh, people in uh, America that are striking um, the Teamsters truckers will not cross that picket line yeah. to like transport the parts that they're supposed to be manufacturing or whatever. Um, 
And also they're not manufacturing them because they're on strike. I just realized that before I yep. started my sentence. But um, <laughs> so those people are not striking, but being affected by. Um, yeah, you love to see it. Not being able to. Yeah. It does it's seem great. like the Teamsters union is like probably the best union. They seem very strong. Yeah. They, they're they very strong and they're just like always on the right side of things. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's I mean, I'm sure someone's going to prove me wrong with a counterexample, but like. In all of the recent large-scale strikes, they have been, like, the backbone of it. Yeah, and they're so I don't so know, man. Vital. I've seen a lot of Simpsons episodes where they make fun of them. <laughs> yeah, but that's because the Simpsons... Uh, John Schwartzwelder, who wrote the Union episode of The Simpsons, just did not like unions. Mm-hmm. He's a well, weird right-winger. There's a whole bunch of them on that show's writing staff. Really? You would never know from the fucking Mr. Burns freaks out about SJWs and we like it scene. Oh, this is, like, 90s Simpsons. Oh, I know. Still... It goes back. That was goes inside back. their hearts all along. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, a lot of liberals don't like unions. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because so, union always... pro- anti-union propaganda has been extremely effective. Oh, yeah. I Oh, I was I was super anti-union as a teen. I didn't, I didn't understand a fucking union. thing. There was a point where, uh, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but like both the large-scale nickel miners in Sudbury were on strike at the same time. Mm. And it essentially, like, tanked the local economy. But, like, essentially what was happening is that the people who owned the company were just, you know, making bank. And the workers weren't getting shit for it. Right. Um, Then both the strikes were ended with barely any, like, gains. And then both the companies were sold to multinationals. And everything's good now. Great. that's good. I'm glad everything's good now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing with unions is that... Everybody is like so short-sighted that basically their their expectation is that like if you work at a shitty company, like you just leave and go to a different one. Well, I mean that, but also it's like if your working conditions are bad, like sucks to be you. Like you need to you need to suck it up because it's it's your job as a worker to keep the company afloat mm-hmm. so that everyone else has a great time and loves it. Like that person like, that like thanked uh, Elon Musk for laying them off or whatever it was. Like they were like, oh my I understand God. this was the right choice for Tesla. Or like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the people who were like during the government shutdown when there were people who were like, ah, oh, yeah, well, the, the airline workers, it's their job. They need to go in and, and do their thing and keep things moving along. And it's like they don't they they don't owe the world anything like they're <laughs> trying to make a fucking living and no fucking person working a job owes their company anything yeah oh yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's they why give their i labor, am they get paid in exchange that is that's it that is the exchange and it is if anything invalid. the companies owe the workers yeah absolutely i mean that's, that's it's go. such a fucking like insidious um, mindset though like i've definitely 50 had 50 million dollars a day on this strike that's just a fun fact that i like what was That's that? That's good. I like that. Unions are very powerful. GM loses about $50 million a day. Good. Yeah. I wish I could lose so $50 they're... million dollars a day. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, they're, so they're up to $150 million now, I guess. Looking at so this, this as it develops, I guess. Tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. Let's, let's, get, let's get some Chivos going. This is like weirdly early for us to be covering a story. Just because, <laughs> just because of when it happened in the week. Uh-huh. Gave us a little bit of lead time. Yeah, apologies <laughs> to any stories that happened on like a Sunday cuz yeah, they basically fuck didn't you, I'm not covering me. it. <laughs> yeah. If you if you dating a story from Sunday, you single to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Saudi Arabia made another onion story real. Oh my god. Yes. So the onion story is John Bolton says an attack on two Saudi oil tankers is an attack on all Americans. And the real story is also that <laughs> it's just the exact Basically. thing. Basically. That is the exact thing. It's it's exactly what happened. There were, I believe, zero human casualties. Yeah. It was all property damage. Oh, I and, felt and it. I felt it. Despite the fact that the uh, the Houthis in Yemen immediately owned up to it, they're just like, oh, but it was Iran. Definitely it was Iran, though. Yeah, probably Iran. It definitely was Iran. Yeah. And then, and then Trump did, like, the first, what would be considered a good move of his entire presidency and fired John Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> because John that was Bolton... when he finally became presidential yeah no yeah i can't believe donald trump is finally president did you know i didn't know this is a thing i i fucking uh i googled the headline of that onion article mm-hmm. uh just just to see if i could find the specific story that is real mm-hmm. um 
but in the like Google News like top story section, uh, it it has uh, an Onion article. John Bolton asked to leave condo board meeting after repeatedly advocating bombing Isaacsons. Uh, and then under that, in like bold text on Google, it says satire. <laughs> oh, that's new. That is very helpful. Um, I mean, why does it even come up in the news in like the news section? Like, why bother putting it in that section at all? Uh, because it's better than anything else that's in the results. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. This is. Um, this but I'm just. I'm, I'm waiting. Go. Go ahead. This also reminds me of the um, the Onion story. That's. Uh, John Bolton, I forget, like, the phrasing of it, but it's John Bolton, like, running down the hallway with a, a bullet wound, like, yelling that Iran oh, yeah. shot him. Bleeding John Bolton stumbles into Capitol building, claiming that Iran shot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is just, like, Saudi Arabia wants us to go to war with Iran, and, like, a, a person told that to Donald Trump, and he was like, great idea, thank you. Even he seems, like, <laughs> hesitant. <laughs> But I mean, like when he's talking about it, he's like, "Well, you know, they're going to be responsible for it. You know, they're they're going to have to pay in some way for this." And it's like, "We're yeah. not mercenaries. Like, why would yeah, we be this involved? Isn't our, this isn't her job in any way." Yeah, we love it. Not to but just he, like read onion headlines, but <laughs> I just saw this one that's very good. It's uh, Bolton. We will not be drawn into a lengthy ground war in Syria. Although saying it out loud, that sounds incredible. <laughs> God, uh, yeah. Um, so the the thing of I'm, sorry, I'm just Matt, waiting. We're gonna say something. I, I yeah, I was just gonna say I'm waiting for John Bolton to have his like resistance hero moment, where like he just becomes <laughs> like they're just gonna have him on SNL, and he's just gonna like do oh, some God. do some little jokey jokes about how much he wants to go to war, and they'll have like an Iranian host that week who just happens to be very uncomfortable with the whole thing. mm Hmm. Yeah, it's it'll be Yeah, fun that's I mean, it. that's like the fucking uh 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 it's I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about uh spicing with the dancing and all that, but like yeah. it is it is so wild how like quitting your job at the Trump administration is like legitimately to so many people just like a wiping the slate clean moment where it's like oh, right? but yeah, but they quit and now they're woke. Because, yeah. like, oh, they just couldn't do it anymore. Or, like, oh, they got fired by Trump and my enemy's enemy is my friend or whatever. Like, I feel like I feel right. like they've taken the enemy of my enemy is my friend, like, so far past its logical conclusion. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. a, a it, pragmatic rule of thumb. It's not supposed to be there. Anyone Trump angrily now. tweets about is now my hero. Right, right. Um, th- th- I've, I've I guess just, I, I guess I love Hillary Clinton now. I guess I love Hillary I guess Clinton. I'm with her. I I'm, guess this election, I'm still I'll be voting it. for Jennifer Lawrence. I <laughs> don't. I I don't know. I can't read all of a sudden. Um. So the Department of Homeland Homeland Security, um, is I don't need to give my opinion on this. Anyway, um, Trump has fired so many people and not appointed so many people. And this was like an issue when he first came to office. Was he was like, I don't. There are four characters on this TV show. I don't know who to put in any of these things. Um, running the Department of Homeland Security right now is an acting secretary, an acting deputy secretary, an acting general counsel, an acting undersecretary for management, an acting CBP commissioner, an acting ICE director, an acting USCIS director, and an active, an acting FEMA administration. Administration. Yeah, cool. sitting in the Oval Office is an acting president because he was on TV. Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh thank, you. thank you. Oh thank you. Thank you. Except that he can't, he can't you. act for shit. So, thank you, thank you. And uh, nobody's even been nominated. No, please continue, please. <laughs> nobody's even been nominated for any of those positions except for the acting fem- for the. Well, he's been like, um, he's been pretty bad at filling any appointments, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's been like, it's, where do these acting like... people come from? Are they just like secretaries who just get suddenly promoted when they're? They're just people who like walked into the building one Some day. Are, they, are, people are they just Don Junior's friends? It's straight up, it's like, it's almost as if he doesn't have experience or connections or knowledge of politics and shouldn't be the fucking president of the United States because he doesn't know anything or anyone and everyone yeah, around well, him is just... knew that it's Bernie Sanders. It just really reminds me of just like how, it's like the dollop episode that went into the Iraq war and how like everyone involved in that was just like no one who'd ever done anything before right they were li- they, just, they were they just got a like bunch of friends like, finance of... goons yeah 
just like put college business major douche bros who were like, uh, I'm going to be the chancellor of Iraq today. <laughs> and yeah, that's like how the whole government is run now. And it's good. Yep. And I like to see it. The yeah. um, new national security advisor, which is, is what Bolton was, right? Something like that. Remember when that was Steve Bannon? That was cool. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, the new the, the guy that was named the new national security advisor is um, Robert O'Brien, the U.S. hostage negotiator. So this was just a dude who worked with Trump on hostage negotiations, and he was like, "Great, you you know stuff about." I I that does like that is the exact kind of shit I would expect Trump to do. Where he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, this guy is amazing. Have you seen the stuff that he does? Oh my god, it's unbelievable." Next thing you know, there's gonna be like there there's gonna be like the person in charge of like the the FDA, and he's gonna just get a magician. Because he saw the magician summon was, some flowers once. I was and- literally thinking that he, yeah, I was, I was like, what would he get? Like, oh, I saw this amazing human statue on the street. This incredible busker. You wouldn't believe how still he stands. Have you guys heard of this carrot top? Carrot top, he's amazing. <laughs> Rick Perry is head of the EPA. Yeah, no, that was a pretty bad one. Like, it's, what? It's just a random. Anyway, um, yeah, so, uh. This guy's uh, qualifications seem to be that um, he's a hostage negotiator, and he says a lot of nice things about Trump. A lot. Seems like a bad. Mm. Seems like you guys got a bad president. Seems like. Seems like he doesn't. Yeah, well, at least our president's never done brownface. You cannot guarantee that. No. Yeah. Absolutely well, no. no well, I mean, I, I, he's doing orange face every day. Am I right? <laughs> hey. Oh. Hello. Oh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, I'm. Hey, don't look at me. I'm just saying it. That was me doing air horn, but with human mouth. Instead of my extremely loud soundboard air horn. Please don't. <laughs> right, 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 right. Don't worry, Sam. It's not set up. Hey. Um. I remember when when Sarah was like, I think I think it was Sarah, like brought in like an air horn bot, and I was just like, ban. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um. So the next thing that has happened that is happening in the news is that Corey Lewandowski is. Um, being, um, uh, uh, you know, he's testifying, so. Okay, who is he again? <laughs> okay, He so was Trump's all, campaign manager. Yeah, he was, he was Kay. Trump's campaign manager. But, like, what, honestly, one of, like, four. All of a sudden, like, people started talking about, about, like, this hearing at all, and I was full, like, Kiki Palmer voice, like, I'm sorry to this man. I, I hope I don't sound ridiculous, I have no idea who this man is. Like... <laughs> There's so many people that have cycled through, like, working for Trump that it's impossible to keep track of all of them. And also, like, trials take so long that, like, they're just now, like, it's... So what is the trial for? So this is impeachment hearings. So these are hearings to see if they should consider thinking about looking into reading how they can impeach Trumple. So they're going to impeach Trumple. It, that's my understanding is that it's a hearing like something has to happen because of this hearing to lead it to then become impeachment or something. I feel like people would be talking about it more if it was like, it's they're doing it. They're impeaching him. I mean, but, the yeah. thing is, people talked about the Russia investigation as if that was going to lead to impeachment and then it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is so this is fallout from that. This is um, Corey Lewandowski is testifying about the stuff that was in the, the Mueller report. Got um, it. So I read a couple of articles about this um, and... The one that I felt that I was, like, actually interested in was one that was talking about how um, the Democrats are useless and have used their, like, have let their ego get in the way of, like, effective politics, basically. Which, raise your hand if you're surprised. Oh, it's an audio medium and I don't see any hands raised. Accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, Ow, God, shit. Fuck. Uh, My ceiling fan hit my hand because I was raising (laughs) it so high. (laughs) Were you jumping up and down? No, I just, my arm got really long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like in Space Jam. <laughs> yes, like in Space Jam. Like in Space Jam. Um, so, so the way that the hearing worked, I believe, was that a bunch of Democrats, uh, like co- Congress people, each got five minutes to question the, um, to question Lewandowski. And they all used their five minutes to be like, like, I watched uh, Tim, I'm not going to pretend I know his name, I don't remember it. But he was like, Tim Kaine. Uh, what? Tim Kaine? No. Okay. Um, his name started with a Y. Also, his first name might not have been Tim. Anyway, he was like... 
He's like, you started out this hearing questioning the Democrats' love of their country. I'm a veteran. I served my country. I'm not going to question your love for America. I hope you won't question mine. And then, like, said his questions. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. That's a, I would say that's a good use of, of your limited time. Yeah, great. Of, a, of an extremely hostile witness. Um, and then uh, Barry Burke, who was the Democrats' counsel, an actual lawyer, um, had a half hour, but it was like after everybody stopped live streaming it and watching it. So it wasn't, it, it was like the most effective cross-examination of this dude, but nobody was watching. All the good stuff's gone already. Like it was from the, from the Democrats, like from the Congress people that were um, questioning him. It was very much like um, the, uh, the whole like, Politico gave you four Pinocchios for your statement on blah, 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 like whatever that oh, was. Oh, you just said that and my brain died. <laughs> They're trying to do it in good faith, despite the fact that the Republicans have never acted in good faith in their entire existence. Right, exactly. Which, like, there's something to be said about, like... How stupid are the to... Democrats? How well, stupid? Like, I think the concept is, like, they go low, we go high. Like, they don't want to just be mm. as childish. And How about instead, they go low, we get high. Everyone except for <laughs> Sam. Thank you. Sam, you don't have to do it. Thank you. Me neither, though. Okay, you don't have to do it either. Thank you. But Yay. I'm going to. I'm straight edge by coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Purpose. Sometimes yeah. it'd be like that. I just, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> we don't need to talk about my medical. It's fine. I'm fine. It sounded weird when I said it like that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have met the okay. my tolerance. There, now it sounds less. I'm seeing something on our on our doc here that says Joanna Cherry tweet. Yeah, so this is a Scottish person that uh, tweeted something. And oh, okay, I do. That's awesome. Matt put this in the topics, and I didn't know what it meant. So I was hoping he would explain. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to take a guess. And I'm going to pretend to be mad for a second. This, this tweet as a, is a turf dog That's whistle. Offensive. It's a turf hmm? dog whistle. Joanna Cherry tweet. Let's just cut this bit. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a Scotland thing. No, this is this is good. I think I think everyone will like to hear this. Um, okay, this will be the post show. This will be the part we put up. It doesn't need to be. No, this this whole thing has been the post show for <laughs> since like twenty two minutes in. Since we said goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at this person's Twitter. Nothing's jumping out at me, uh, yeah. so I I don't know. <laughs> it's in it's in the it, um, if you go to the top, um, it's a she. The reason that I am guessing it's a, a turf dog whistle situation is because it says um, your tweet is defamatory and lesbophobic, which mm. I don't know. Like, please take it down, or I shall put matters in the hands of my lawyers, as I did successfully with Pink News. Yeah, of some kind. I don't know. Probably. Whatever. Um, or or it's just uh, Pink's fan club. <laughs> or it's Pink's fan yeah, club. Yeah, it's just about Pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe that we forgot to mention this. PewDiePie. He's, he doesn't like anti-Semitism. Oh, wait, never mind. Yes, he does. He's not, all for it. He doesn't not dislike not it. So. Yes. It's all very stupid. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. And I don't know if either of you will be able to answer this. Who who is Germa and why is everyone posting about Germa? I don't know who he is. I don't know. Either. I assume he's awesome. some kind of gamer. Never heard of Germa. I'm I'm seeing a ton of Germa memes and I have no idea who it is. If is you know who Germa of- is, uh, hkipgtd.tumblr.com/ask. Yeah, please let us know. I don't know. If who you he know is who Germa is, Patreon.com/jurgenit. Is <laughs> um is it a typo for germs? No, like I think he's like things? a streamer or something. Is it one of those things where somebody types a typo in the chat and then everybody has to... <laughs> no, but that is very uh, funny. Might be. But um, let's move on. Mm-hmm. We got um, Milo Yiannopoulos back in mm-hmm. the news. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I was going to attend a furry con and then the furries were like, no. Yeah, now he's like calling the Proud Boys to like come to the furry convention and probably murder people. Yeah, I did see that, that that is the update, basically. The Proud Boys will be in attendance. Will yeah. the Proud Boys put on fursuits? Will they all be German Shepherds? Uh, they won't put on fursuits. They will be wearing their diapers. Yeah, that sounds about standard Proud Boy. Like, genuinely, people who are going to Midwest Fur Fest should, you know, be careful, be wary yeah. of these shitheads yeah. being around because their whole thing is instigating fights and then making mm-hmm. it look like they're the victims. Yep. 
So yes, victim complex. They're proud boys. Yeah. They're they're some proud proud boys. Um, so if you're gonna deck them, make sure to clear out quickly afterwards. Um, you are and be wearing your fursuit so they can't. And can be identify wearing your you. fursuit so you cannot be identified. Don't just wear probably your fursuit. Never... What? what? What could be more identifiable than your custom bespoke fursuit that's to your color specifications and the species of animal you always are? Well, you have to wear someone else's fur head. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody swap fursuits. Do they not have? I would assume that furry conventions would have like just sort of a room where you can grab a fursuit, like a, take a fur, take a fursuit, leave a, leave a fursuit. <laughs> Why would that be the case? In what, uh, so that you could uh, in fight the other, Proud Boys. In what other party or event can you just take an entire outfit? I don't know. I've never been to a party. That the event. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, in in SpongeBob SquarePants Operation Krabby Patty, if you go to uh, the fancy <laughs> restaurant, they have like a a jacket you can wear. This is that's different. How? SpongeBob's. Yeah. So I guess like, unless you have a really generic fursuit, don't wear your fursuit. That is a very good point. Yeah. Like if you have something really generic, like you know, you just like got an average like head that was just like not. Sp- specific in any single way <laughs> a human fursuit <laughs> oh god everyone's just one... wearing jeb suits <laughs> in fact yeah no if you're gonna punch a proud boy be wearing jeb <laughs> yes but um, but jeb in the hoodie please yeah yeah like well, please clap no yeah. i got it i did get it i didn't I'm, I'm just busy right now i didn't think it was gonna be a good joke but like i had to think it so you had to hear it you're you're valid. Um, you. Let's let's talk about D. A. Rollins. Yeah. So basically, D. A. Rollins. Um, from if you recall from our episode about the Boston Straight Pride Parade, which was um, the previous episode of this show. Was it? Yeah. There was no there. There wasn't one last week. So. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. So last last episode on the Secret Life of the American Teenager. Um, mm-hmm. The there was a judge and he sucked. And now he I'm sucked. listening. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, D.A. Rollins, uh, let me just like click on the little, the little link of it. But basically, um, the courts backed her up that um, the uh, uh, yeah, Supreme J- Judicial Court Justice handed Suffolk District, District Attorney Rachel Rollins a major victory, ruling that Boston Municipal Court Judge uh, Richard Sinat III had no authority to force Rollins to push ahead with the prosecution of a straight pride protester. So that's so, very yeah. good. So are they free now? Um... I don't are we still know waiting? Because I think there are some um, people that just had their charges dropped, and there were others that were going to have their charges dropped with um, in exchange for community service. Right. Um, Which, like, they were there. They were at the protest performing community service in the first place, so that should count as, like, time served. Yeah. Um, I think basically, like, we're good. It's fine now. Okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. I haven't seen any other follow-up news on it. So I'm assuming it's good. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, this is just always happening, but we have to um, mention it. Uh, A report came out recently um, that said that the Department of Defense um, has spent 140,000 pounds at Donald Trump's Turnberry Resort, which is in um, Scotland. So you heard about how, like, military planes and stuff would refuel yeah uh, at um trump's house <laughs> basically um it's also uh they uh trump is just actively using the office of the president to enrich himself yep and it's really cool that one. he can just do that and nobody fucking cares and yeah, he just tweets nothing happens. That he's losing money as the president and people are like great i believe you believe you've never you. said like, a, you've never misstated <laughs> the facts before not to like be be like oh man i wish for norms norms would be great right now man i could go for a spot of norms mm-hmm. but like this feels like the kind of thing that should in like a regular world be like an immediate like oh this is corruption yeah, yeah. it's it's like well it's like in other countries um like world leaders got named in the panama papers and were like removed from government and replaced with, like, a different government in, like, a snap election call. And mm-hmm. in North America, world leaders who were named in the Panama Papers just kind of shrugged and went about their day. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, hey. it's, it's like because there's so many, he just does so much crime all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's crime people, time. It's crime time all the time. Um, it, 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 it's like they, it's like people forget that it's not, you're not allowed to do any of it. Like if he yeah, did, no, none of this is allowed. They they made Jimmy Carter sell his peanut farm. If he was a regular president who did like nothing weird except for one of the weird things that he does all the time every day as president, he would be impeached for it. But because yes. it's like he's a he's a wild card president. He he it's was literally... specifically elected though because people loved what a criminal he is. So right. I mean, what can you do? But it's right. very much it's like the Three Stooges syndrome from the from the from the Simpsons to reference the Simpsons a third time on the podcast, uh-huh. where it's just because it's everything at once, it doesn't it doesn't fall apart. Right. Just like right. all all of them are going through the door at the same time, and then they all get stuck in the door. <laughs> like eighteen years ago, Justin Trudeau wore brown face. And that picture coming out now is like a big deal to his presidency. Is he a president? He's a prime minister. Prime minister. I mean, we say it's a big deal. I don't think it's actually going to affect anything. No, but but still, it's something that he has to defend himself about. Right. Well, as a a comedian, it's his job to push boundaries. (sighs) Meanwhile, like, the reason Trump got elected was because people were like, I love his racist tweets. (laughs) I I really, they're just like, I really liked his... Uh, two-page ad he took out in the New York Times oh calling for the execution of the Central Park Five who turned out to be innocent. After after they were exonerated, yeah. he, was, he didn't let it go. I don't know if the It is cool how after. he still feels so strongly about that, that he's still like, he yeah. still wants them to be executed. He literally mm-hmm. doesn't even feel that strongly about his own sons. No. <laughs> or God. his second daughter. Or his <laughs> second daughter. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing that we were talking about last time, where, like, he cannot be wrong. He isn't and cannot be wrong. It's good. Sounds about yeah. right. His opinions are fine. That's good. Y'all want to do some Lightbringers? <gasps> Sh- sure. Who Does anyone got one just, like, on on call? Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a quick one, I oh, guess. Sure. It's it's a short one. I, I, uh, I've written... Uh, blah, words. I re-listened uh, to a, a, a favorite music album of mine, uh, Street Horsing by Fuck Buttons. And it's a good one. continues to be really, really good. So if you enjoy uh, sort of electronic-y, drone stuff, great album. Right. The worst hearing loss I ever suffered post-concert was after a Fuck Buttons show. That I makes decided, sense. I decided to not wear earplugs, and I was in the front row. Oh, no. This was a mistake. I'm sorry. It was very good, though. I I would you know I I can't even imagine what the experience of seeing like a drone concert is like but I I would enjoy to see fuck buttons live. It was cool to see all the instruments they have and all the uh-huh. electronics on their giant electronics table and, and their little just, like, like trying to piece it together. And their like little toddler microphone for babies. Yeah, the toddler microphone for babies <laughs> that they scream into and then modulate like the Mr. Times. Bucket of microphones. Yeah. It's real good. Uh I'm going to be back on my shit. Oh, sorry. Continue. Did I, did I ever tell you about when I went to see Caracaro, Caracaro Bonito? Bonito? What? That is that. Caracaro Bonito. Caracaro Bonito. Um, after they left, um, uh, one of their like pedals or amps or something was like making a sound and there was a feedback loop. So it was just like, but it was getting louder and louder and louder. And it had like some kind of. Uh, filter on it or something and made it sound kind of like an electric guitar or something and it was getting louder and louder and louder because it was a feedback loop and everybody thought it was like another band starting a sign that they were gonna <laughs> do an encore and like we're like woo yeah and like somebody came out and like, <laughs> turned it off and, like, and then lightning bolt came out no. yeah no just from it, it that reminds me of the the, the good 4chan post where guy hears uh what he what sounds like an interesting noise band at a festival so he starts walking around the festival trying to find them and then it turns out to be a diesel generator <laughs> <laughs> yeah noise music is pretty bad yeah i do like it but it's bad uh i want to be back on my bullshit and recommend a podcast episode because that's what i always do um, there's a podcast called Grubstakers, and it's about billionaires. Every week they cover different, like a different billionaire or family of billionaires. And they did like a fan ep- cast. Yeah, yeah, like they're big fans of them. That's why it's called Grubstakers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then they did an, they did an episode on the Irving family who basically have like a feudal lord relationship with the entire province of New Brunswick. Like they own it. Wow. It's real bad, and the episode has a lot of details. And the episode is featuring um, famous leftist um, city skylines YouTuber Do Not Eat. <gasps> and it's he's really good, and he's really good on the episode. It's the first episode of this podcast I've actually ever listened to, uh, but I'll definitely be uh, be checking it out now. I just wanted to hear them shit talk the Irvings because usually I have to go to Dog Island for that, <laughs> and it's good to have another source of shitting on one of Canadian one of Canada's worst billionaires. Did you know that the Irvings, Canadian billionaires, are the sixth largest private landholder in the United States? Oh my <laughs> God. Because they old they own a significant portion of the state of Maine. They just own I a bunch one, of forest. One thing that's fucked up on the subject of knowing about billionaires, because I've never heard of them, and I just think it's really cool every time I learn about a new billionaire that I've never heard of, and I say, yeah. wow, that person has billions and billions of dollars, and I've never heard their name before. That's cool. Yeah, it's really fun to think about the fact that these, like, outside of, like, this is, they were, they were talking on the podcast about how this is, like, different than the usual, like, billionaire influence peddler who will try to, like, expand their wares as much as possible, like, basically try to get multinational influence. Instead, they just hyper-focused and own basically the entire province of New Brunswick. Like, they own newspapers, they own gas stations, they own trucking companies, they own lumber, they own, like, they own so many things, and they own a bunch of things that, you know, necessarily have to buy things from other companies. So, like, they don't have to externalize, like, any of their costs. Vertical integration, baby. Yeah, no, like nice. they're like the they're like the picture of vertical integration. It's really is, it's terrifying to listen to. It sucks so bad. Good. Is that is that the family that you were talking about like last episode? The Irvings, uh, probably. We were, you were talking about like fundraising or campaigning or something in Canada, and you're like nobody goes to this place because it's all. I don't think I was talking about the Irvings in that case. I don't remember the context at all. Everything leaves my brain as I finish podcasting. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So it's it's, yeah. it's long gone. Everything leaves say, my brain when I start podcasting. <laughs> Before you even podcast. Um, I was going to say it's like a pensieve, but I don't remember if that's how pensieves work. So That's the opposite of what a pensieve does. It's fine. Nobody cares about Harry Potter. Good thing I couched what I said. Now. Do, you have, do you have a Lightsbringer? Uh, yeah, I do. It's called Pokemon Go Safari Zone Montreal. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for this weekend when... Uh, hkip become real uh and also stephanie will be there yeah going to montreal i'm excited to do a a pokemon go safari event i've obviously never done one before because they're all far away um but also we get to meet alex leaf crunch who i love a lot we're gonna have a good time we're gonna hang out in montreal we're gonna play the bad game of pokemon go for several hours (laughs) it's a good game so i don't know why you would say and then you'll pokemon go to the polls then we'll pokemon To cap it all off, we're going to (laughs) vote. I mean, I am going to vote just like a month from now. Yeah, you should. So It's going to be a bad election, but I am still going to try to make it less bad. That's what you got to do. If you need um, a token American to be on the election special and be confused and not know anything, I'm available. The problem is I definitely already have too many people on it. No, like, we, I, I, I might have to be the only HKIP host present because of how many people I've invited. <laughs> well, what's no, our What's our ratio now? How How American and how Canadian is this podcast? Uh, Has anyone done the math? I mean, you'd have to you'd have to like assign a numerical value of how on the podcast someone is to make that work. Yeah, no, I think the ratio is probably pretty close to the same to whatever it was because, like, the last four new hosts are. Two the, Americans and two non-Americans. Yeah. And actually only one of the non-Americans is Canadian. Yeah. I almost said Catholic, but I don't. <laughs> That's not the same. So. What's the difference? Am I right? <laughs> no, you're not. I, I'm saying what we're all thinking. Canadians <laughs> are Catholics? Yeah. What's, what's the difference? Look, as a, as a comedian, it's my job to push boundaries. Anyway, um, anyway, that's my light bringer. So this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Did I say that? Henry Kissinger's yeah, yeah, Pokemon I just heard you say it. Going to die. You said it. Okay.
my brain like immediately shut off as I finished the sentence. <laughs> and I didn't remember if I said the name right. Ah, uh, yes. It's fine. Um, just like to thank everyone who supports the podcast through our Patreon. You can get uh, all fresh new content, fresh new content. A Storm of Swords Lightbringer. It's two and a half hours of people talking about the good, good George R.R. R. Martin book of A Storm of Swords. Woo. And Only Sam the is one of those people. Part. And it's, yeah, it's just the Riverland stuff, but it's Stay good. Stay tuned for John, Sam, Bran, and Daenerys in eight years. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll release it at the same time as The Winds of Winter. <laughs> uh, and uh, that you can get that for just $1 monthly donation. At $5, you get a special role in our Discord and a shout-out on the podcast. And at $10, you can listen to the show live. I'd like to just thank our $5 and up donors. Uh, which include a sexual fish tank, Alex Shaup, Alex Hoot, Ashinew, Bryant, Bryce, Burgermeister, Cadejo, Chaz Goblin, David Besser, Destryhawk, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Dijonese, Ellen, Florian Siegel, Hmm, Kangaria, Maximilian Rower, Michael Weems, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Nonbinary with Left Beef, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Pregnant Seinfeld, PR the Disaster, Roan the Other V Berg, Six Arm Sweater, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, the Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Paul Blart flesh card gets me every time. It's so fucking good. It's like, it's it's our computer scare. <laughs> and of course, computer Paul Blart scare. flesh card. Yeah, and of course, Paul Blart flesh card. Uh, you can find us uh, on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Uh, HKIPGTD is how we are listed on all of those services. Um, you can also find us on the Noise Space Network, that, that old chestnut, that old network of mine. Hey Matt. What I do. Hey Matt. Thanks, me. Hey Matt. Hey. There's there's new podcasts that aren't on the front page. Did you know that? I sure did. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Don't worry about it. They'll I'll get to it. Okay. The website is good. Thank you for having it, Matt. <laughs> um, it's good. And we'd also like to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song "Evil Men" off of Cold Hearted Town, which is the intro of this show. Oh. Yeah, that's the one. And then. Um, that's it for Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Memento Pokemori, everyone. Memento Pokemori. Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? They say in Harlem County, there are no neutrals there. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Tell me, which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? My daddy was a miner, and I'm a miner's son. He'll be with you, fellow workers. Povich. <laughs> what? Memento Mori Povich. Memento Mori Povich. Remember, every Mori Povich. Remember Mori Povich. <laughs> I just feel like people don't talk about it much these days.